Whoever places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the viewers. Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger? It doesn't matter what you think. Yeah. You're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the full head, and uh, it was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions, and I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the Our Take Podcast. From Scary Parrot Media Studios in Ogden, Utah, it's the Arctic Podcast, episode 38. I'm Brian. I am Spencer. It is February 12th. On this day in history in 1909, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People was founded in the United States. NAACP. To Not be followed, to be confused with the NCAA. Right. Or, or the, the National Fat People one. Right. I can't remember NAA Fat. Fat, yeah. <laughs> I think it's so weird that they actually put the word fat and not, like, overweight in their title. Right, yeah. Well, I think they're going for, like, what the NAACP did. You know, like, they they put colored in there. Ah, I see. You know? Yeah, I got it. I got it. That's relevant right now. I mean, not not that race isn't ever relevant right now. What, fat people or race? Or both? Both. Or white? What do you mean? Both. But especially race. What with uh, blackface and everything going on. Well, we know. I know. I know you want to talk about it. I will. Just, it's, it's just going to be a quick thought. But you had something else? Yes, I did have Go something. Go ahead. Because this day in history as well, oh. I visited Hill Aerospace Museum, and I got you a present. Wait, you visited today? Yeah. Check it out. Oh, it's Air Force One? Air Force One. Whoa. What? The doors open. So That's crazy. Yep, I got you a die cast. Wow. That's of, amazing. Uh, Air Thank Force you. One. And when we, we're moving the podcast to... Uh, better, oh yeah, uh, better abode. I want to put all of our models on the on the table. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea, You're right? Yeah. Anyway, I went there, and first I can say Hill Hill Aerospace Museum is probably top notch. I went to the Air Force Museum in Hawaii uh-huh. last year. No good. Really? And then I even heard one of the. I know I was surprised. Well, it's hard to get planes over there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got an SR seventy one. We have three F sixteens. We got a B fifty two. Anyways, can I tell you something? Yeah, I actually went there two Saturdays ago. Really? By myself. I want to go there by myself. I was just like, I'm bored, and I live right next to the museum, so I'm gonna go I check was, it out. I was with Ashley and Quinn, and uh-huh. I think I started to bug Ashley. When I was <laughs> telling her how about all this stuff. Anyway, and I heard one of the uh, volunteers say to yeah. a patron. It is like the second best Air Force museum in the in the nation, next to Dayton, Ohio. That it's funny because that's the one I'm gonna. Go, I've been planning on going to that one. Yeah, because um, they have well, Hill has a B seventeen too. Yeah, but they have Memphis Bell at. Oh, they the, have the, the Memphis Bell, the, not at the real one, not the not the movie right. one, the one that they restored and they just opened it last year. Yeah. So yeah, I want to go check that out. I found this interesting too. I was there and I there's a. There's an MK7 there, uh-huh. uh, the atomic bomb. Oh, I, I know. I took a picture of it. Did you really? Yeah. So I was looking at that, so I Googled it to see what kind of bomb. It's a fission bomb and right. all this stuff. And then it says in Wikipedia that a casing of one is at Dayton, in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, really? I'm like, well, we got one here. That's probably a replica. Ours is a replica, know? though. But still, like, it's, you Both, know. Because they had the, which one are you talking about? The, um, 
this one, the crazy wired up one? No, no, no. The or M- the the other big the other, gigantic one. The MK7 is more of a looks like a missile. Right, that's no, I, the original like yeah. fat boy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is just the craziest thing ever. If you've never seen it, it's basically a metal sphere with wires all around <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> they that's just, the prototype. They though. just dropped the it. real one. They dropped just looks like a giant bomb, <laughs> like a, a like a cartoon bomb yeah. almost. If you've never looked at how an atomic bomb works, it uh-huh. is, I'm not I'm not a physicist, but the you can get the gist of it, uh-huh. and it's pretty incredible. So I want to show you since we're on that topic real quick. I went out. Did you go outside and look at the planes? Uh, not so much. It was cold, but of course, you know, right. I saw like the the B fifty two. So they have stuff like they that. have a B twenty nine out there um, that they renamed um, because they they wanted to model it after one called Straight Flush. Okay. Oh, I and, saw Straight Flush in there, or at least they painted it. Yeah. Okay. So Straight Flush is the one that this this plane went over. Um, Hiroshima. Okay. Before the three other planes came to check the weather. All right. So what happened is is that plane came across. The air raid sirens went off, and these people were used to air raid sirens going off. Right. So they just. So they no they they all took cover. Oh, they did. They okay. did. They took cover, but then after that plane left, everyone came out, and oh. that's why they think there were so many more casualties because they oh. didn't catch it the second time when the they came. And we probably didn't think about that. No, of course not. Yeah. But what I do want to show you is the uh, fantastic. Uh, racism that was painted <laughs> on the side of the plane. Straight flush. Who is that? Uh, just a Japanese guy. Oh, was it? I didn't see his. Hang on, let me look at the face again. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe there's one in post that picture. Or something, that one's on, yeah. that one's on the outside of the museum where the big planes are. Yeah. There's one on the inside too that has one of Hitler being like hit. Oh yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. But well, there's an SR-71 in there, which is freaking rad. Yeah, they have a Thunderbird. Yeah, anyway. they do. I was that. That's new. That the that Thunderbird because uh, I've been you know years ago. I, the no, Thunderbird had, showed up. I think last year or the year yeah. before. I was surprised. So that was we had three. Cool. They had three F-16s. Well, in there. they were an F-16 base, and F-16s have been around since the seventies. Yeah. Speaking of F-16s, yes, they have tires. Right, <laughs> they do. <laughs> As do well, I guess not all airplanes, but most airplanes. It's true. Um, so how many times have you had a flat tire since you started driving? I mean, I know that's probably a lot. I mean, like, I've never had a blowout. Okay. Um, but I've definitely had, like, it seems every winter when it first gets really cold, one of my tires goes flat. Okay. All right. Because I swear I have had tire problems since I, like, every car I've owned had blowouts. I've had everything you can think of wedged in my tire. Yeah. And uh, so that happened on uh, Monday morning, yesterday morning. A blowout or just walk, no? I just out walked and outside and my tire was flat. But that sucks. Luckily, it wasn't so flat that I couldn't hobble it to discount tire. Yeah. Um. But I got there and they're like, "Hey, your your tires are too low to patch, so oh, you yeah. need to buy new ones." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." And then they they started you know upselling me like the hundred fifty. Dollar yeah. each tire. Want to get them siped? Yeah, them siped. and I was just like, "Hey, bro, uh, I don't even have to afford one of these. So <laughs> show me, show me your cheapest." So I got the cheapest ones, do and you, I only do got you finance. <laughs> I I wouldn't. They they told me that they did, and I was like, "I'm not going to get a proof for that." Are you crazy? <laughs> not with my credit score. Yeah. And so I got two because I couldn't afford all four, but uh, they were. 
$80 each, and it ended up costing me 250 bucks oh. for two tires on my little Civic. That's so stupid. I know. It's rubber. And they were just like, I swear they were making me feel guilty about not, you like, yeah. really need to replace all of them. That thing drive okay in the snow. Like, dude, I don't drive it in the snow. Like I'm, <laughs> I know. I don't drive it in the snow. So, I mean, and, and that's nothing against discount. They're, they're actually good no, to they're work fine. I, I go I to like, Les Schwab. I really like Les I like, Schwab. But, fine, but yeah. It's just uh, tires are just tires and car registration are my two least favorite automotive yep. uh, uh, costs. It seems like those are the ones like you think, oh, I'm saving kind of well, yeah, and then bam, they're just eight hundred bucks in tires. Or it's just you know, I, I thought it was going to be cheaper this time around because my tires are smaller than they were on my Jeep. Yeah, but there it was almost the same. It's, it's not about. It's not about the amount of rubber. I think it's because mine are, <laughs> well, the less rubber, the more expensive. Yeah, the low profile, profile tires. It's ridiculous. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Now, I did get a flat last year uh, driving back from Vegas. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I've had that. Luckily, we were right by my sister's house, but I heard, I'm like, I hear this like, fa, 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 I'm like, mm. what is that? Mm. And it, everything kind of got squishy. Yeah, that'll happen. It was an explorer. So, anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, they have that fun little light that torments me all the time now oh yeah it tells you i know uh, the tire pressure sensor. in fact mine in my car is on right now because <laughs> it's, it's cold yeah. but yeah i mean but uh anyway so about air force one the, yeah that i got you yeah is that a 747 a modified uh yeah okay. it's a cv 25 oh someone's not two things but anyway yeah first of all i mean they have all sorts of uh die casts there yeah and they're really cool so okay go ahead and Normally, it would have been like a an instant. I want Air Force One right, right now. I hesitated because of the president. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just Air, it doesn't matter. Air Force One's amazing. It's cool. I went to go see it. Did land. you see the one outside, like in yeah. the breezeway? Well, there's there's a whole slew of aircraft that look like that. Yeah. For um, I wonder if a president was on that one though. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was uh, just a VIP transport. Oh, okay. And um, it's in the middle of. I read about it. Yeah, it's and not really on display at, Air, at the Air Force. I don't base, think but. it was old enough to even. But yeah, they. Yeah. That's how like they're the all painted. 60s era. Yeah, it was pretty old. Anyway, kind of ugly. Um, and then I was also disappointed when I flipped that plane over, and it's made in China. Well, obviously, <laughs> I went there. So one of the reasons I went there is because I've been wanting an F thirty five model since they fly over my house every day. Yeah, and I went in there, and I was. They didn't have any. There was no F-35 models. And I'm like, this is the plane that is, is at like your base. The flagship. There are hundreds or 80. Or, there's a lot of them there. Yeah. It, that never you crossed your mind. No. <laughs> it's just, it's, they're probably just sold out. Yeah. I don't I, but they have the, what are those two freaking really cool bombers, though? The B-2? The B-2. And what's the other one? Um, it looks like it, but smaller and... The stealth fighter, F seventeen, F seventeen is that what it is? F seventeen, those are cool. F seventeen's irrelevant. It's a junker now. Yeah, they're cool though. Yeah, they look weird. I mean, yeah, yeah, they look it like was, a spaceship. That one was super top secret. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, black airplanes, <laughs> that's my new thing. Is I just transition, you just know, find anything, yeah. anything loose, loose. Uh, we talked a little bit about blackface last time, and I just have a few quick thoughts on it i don't we don't need to dive into it again because uh i was listening to the radio and they were talking about um how a lot of the late night hosts have gone after the virginia governor when Uh, when they themselves have done it well there's two that haven't 
uh, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel have not gone after him. <laughs> right, because they did because it. Because Jimmy Kimmel has done it impersonating Carl Malone, Malone and yep. Jimmy Fallon's done it on SNL. Right. So uh, uh, here's my problem. I, I think there is a difference between blackface and makeup. Right. But th- yes, and that was the point I was trying to make on the last episode. Right. I'm not saying that we know where to draw the line here. Right. But, you know, this is the reason we started the podcast is so we could talk about stuff like this and, and think it through because, there. yes, I think there's a difference between an impression. Right. Which in the case of Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon, they were both doing it as an art form right. of comedy. You know, I know that people might be like, that's a loose, you know, that's thin, that's a thin argument. Well, here, let me throw a little bit of something to help with the argument. Uh, Several years ago, a movie was made called White Chicks. Yeah. All right. Okay. So not not that white people have anything to be offended about or whatever, but I'm just saying, why is why is there nothing like. Well, and I can tell you, I can tell you why, because. Whiteface was never used I know, to persecute. Uh, but that's what I mean. Yeah. I think there's a difference between blackface and and the makeup that they're that, and, and doing an impression. And I don't think it's necessarily right to crucify these people. Well, no, and the Virginia and, governor that looked like blackface. Well, he's standing next to a guy in KKK and, and that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think that you know, if you were to ask even Carl Malone or Chris Rock, I think Carl Malone did bits with Jimmy. Yeah, like the. I don't think they would care. I, I don't. I'm, I can't. I shouldn't speak for them. But I mean, Chris Rock was is an SNL right. legend, so I would imagine that he probably would have spoke up if he was offended by it. But he, when neither one of them were accentuating, you know, quote unquote stereotypical black behavior, they were accentuating the behavior of those individuals. Right. You know the way Carl refers to himself in the third person and the way right. Chris Rock's voice is. You know what I mean? Right. Neither one of which have anything to do with the, them being black. Right. I know. This is hairy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how it feels. There's no way I could ever no. understand. So. And I will say this. I would like to pull one thing back that I said. Yeah. Which was because both we were talking about in its time that maybe it was different, you know. Mm-hmm. I was watching Bill Maher and they had a few people on mm-hmm. talking about that and saying, you know, that. Obviously, they lived through the 80s. I was born in 84, so I don't remember. Right. You know, uh, but they were saying that, no, that wasn't really a thing. People right. didn't really do it a lot. So I would like to pull that back and say it probably wasn't happening all the time, especially the racist version that, that we would use that definition well, for, the blackface I think, version. Yeah, and I think that, you know, back then there was no Facebook. There was nothing to right. broadcast it. So if you did wear it. It Chances might show up are, in a yearbook. Yeah. Yeah. No. Much. And someone else made the point, I can't remember who it was on the panel, that this was the, a super convenient coincidence that the governor, the lieutenant governor, and the attorney general all got <laughs> dirt released on them at the same time. This is a little sketchy. Which would put the speaker of the house as the governor who happens to be a Republican. <laughs> So oh, wow! Look, I'm that's, not. It doesn't, that's conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's no excuse for Ish. their behavior, uh, but it's very convenient that these scandals would be released within like 48 hours of each other. Well, <laughs> speaking of and Democrats of, aren't uh, above it. I'm not saying Democrats yeah, no, are above it. Speaking of people imposing their will on the. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, the topics I want to I want to sh- uh, shoot the breeze about here. Yeah. Are uh, they're all pretty Utah heavy? So anyone who listens to us outside of Utah, I apologize. Um, but they're probably relevant. Um, well, well, we'll explain it to people yeah. too. And hey, we got we got a speaking of listeners, we got a review. Oh, really? We got five stars from. I don't tell me how you would say that username. Boyosted. Yeah. Boyosted. B o i o s t e d. Thanks for your review, man. He says uh, or woman. I listen to it all the time. My favorite podcast. If you're looking for something to listen to, this is the place to go. Anyway. Cool. We'll explain to you if you're not from Utah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, this kind of stuff happens all over the country, but it especially happens here a lot. And so back in the last um, election, back in November, there Uh were three uh, propositions on the ballot. And um, one of them... Let's remind everybody what they were. The first one was... Proposition 1, I don't remember. It was... Because um, one of them was non-binding. Was that the one about gerrymandering? Yes. Okay. That there should be a panel. Right. A, a, a non-partisan, non-political panel right. to create... Uh, Boundary. What are the lines yeah, called? Yeah, the, the, the district, district lines. lines. Sorry, yeah. Uh, proposition 2 was medical marijuana... And Proposition 3 uh, is Medicaid expansion for uh, Utah. Which one was non-binding? Was it one? Was it? Oh, that, was, that wasn't that was a proposition. That was question one. That was the one about oh, the, okay. the tax That's uh, right. increase. The property tax yeah, for government. Okay. That one failed pretty bad. Okay, so you're talking about three, though. Medicaid expansion. Medicaid expansion. So two and three. I don't know about one, but actually I think one didn't pass. Two and three passed. Um, now, directly after two passed, the legislator took it and changed it. And yeah, yeah. they called an emergency session of so the Utah legislature meets for forty five days a year, right? In like this, is it in the summer? Uh, no, it just started. Did it just start now? Okay, yeah. they meet for forty five days a year, but post election, the the governor called an emergency session to talk about how the people of Utah voted <laughs> in a way that's that's not in line with m- most of the legislature i guess uh yeah i and more to the point not in line with the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints <laughs> well it kind of seemed that way now i don't think that the compromise the quote-unquote compromise that they made is actually really that bad i don't think i think that there was a lot of outrage because just because of well the, it was the principle the principle of a, the matter a democracy Right. It was it, it got to the ballot to be voted on democratically. Right. And a a legislature that one could argue is not entirely representative of the state. Yeah, not at all. Uh went in and changed it. And this has happened at Proposition 8 in California. Oh, did it? So, if you remember Prop 8 was a big one, yeah. once again involving the church. Right. Um the church who doesn't get involved in politics. <laughs> right. The, yeah, cuz you'd lose your tax exempt status. Yeah. Uh if I remember right, it had gone to a ballot vote once before to legalize gay marriage, mm-hmm. and California said no, democratically. Right. But the California Supreme Court overruled the popular vote and said, yes, it should be legal. Right. That happened again with Proposition 8, and the California Supreme Court overruled it. And at the time, while I am pro-gay marriage, uh-huh. I was really torn because here we have a democracy right. voting for something. 
and the Supreme Court of that state comes and says, no, it's it's unconstitutional. Well, it's uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, so I'm 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 happy they did it from a, a you know a moral standpoint for my right. You know, right. That is a tricky one. Yeah, <laughs> that is a tricky one. <laughs> so. Um. So the latest thing, Proposition Three. Uh, Medicaid expansion for all. Which is Not part of all, the Affordable for, Care Act. Right. Obamacare. Um, now, basically, I've, I've heard interviews from legislators on the radio, and basically they uh, say that we're stupid as the voters. We don't know how government really works. And uh, that's the skinny of it. You know, they, they use a lot more technical jargon. And I do call right. it jargon because it totally is. They, they even got, like, busted for it because uh, – on uh, the local radio station here, which is actually owned by the church, uh, they have a newer show, and one of the guys on there is pretty conservative. One of the la- the the lady on there is uh, a little more liberal, and she pretty much called him out for just like trying to confuse them. Yeah, and he didn't really have much of a defense, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so, my biggest problem with this is we voted on this. Who cares if we're stupid or not? We need to we need to try it right i, I don't that really like they're they're and and, this, how, and that would be the difference between medi- like proposition three in utah medicaid right and proposition eight in california gay marriage because this proposition three unless you're going to argue it's unconstitutional the people voted right. right so in prop eight the vote was cast and later decided to be unconstitutional that's not what's happening here the people voted, said we want to expand it. By the way, it's it adds 0.15% to sales tax oh. to provide Medicaid coverage for people under the age of 65 with incomes equal to or below 138% of the federal poverty line. Right. <laughs> so, it's, do yeah. you understand what that number means? You, yeah. You're not just... Below the poverty line, whatever it is now, 35000 for a family of four. I don't know what it is. Right. You're not just there. You have to be 138% <laughs> below that to get Medicaid. You're poor. Very poor. Like, like minimum wage, one, one spouse working. Right. Come on. Anyway. Yeah, and so this is uh, this is not the only thing that Utah has done this week that's kind of undermined the will of the people. We have a road here called Legacy Highway. Uh, <laughs> it was built 10 years ago? If not longer. Yeah. To, um, to decongest the, it was the built, main freeway. Yeah. Here in Utah, we have one freeway that shoots down the valley. That's pretty much all there is. Uh, there's one I- interstate that kind of goes around the city, but right. there's a really belt. only... There's a belt route. If there's traffic, you're kind of hosed. There's just there's one nowhere else to go. route. It's back roads. Right. Yeah, and so they built Legacy Highway off to the off to the west of the interstate um, right. in some wetland areas, which is for hashtag Spencer's birds. Right, the wetlands support birds who are migrating. Right. Yeah, um, and to lessen the environmental impact, they um, have put a ban on trucks on eighteen wheelers. Right. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, they they built a whole bunch of neighborhoods in there and all sorts of stuff. People like Legacy because it's qu- it's quieter. There's a lower speed limit, and there's no trucks. Right. Yeah. The the asphalt is even has like a rubber composite yeah, in it to make soft, it quieter. Yeah. Yeah. 
So now, uh, despite that, there was no vote on this. There was nothing. The people did. The people got to voice their concerns, and everyone, as far as I can tell, is opposed. Uh, they they did not renew the ban on trucks. Oh yeah, I see this article from December. So they're gonna. So and also the speed limit's slower. I don't know if you mentioned that. Yeah, it is. So it's fifty five on Legacy, seventy on the freeway next to it. Right. So they're going to increase the speed limit and no longer ban trucks? Right, and it's all because of this inland port, which also nobody wanted. Man, that is surrounded in controversy. You could do a whole show about the inland port. Yeah. That the main dude in the government owns property out there. Yeah. (laughs) And they finally found out and were like, hey, you're off the committee, man. Yeah. When you should probably be in jail, but you're off the committee. So my, my, my question to you is... Why are we being ruled like, uh, like? So I don't know enough about this this ban. So you're saying that it went to some sort of? Did it go to like the? Was there a public comment period? I believe so. Yeah. And did it go to a vote? No, they didn't get a chance. So no, they, one, there be, was nothing. So because they didn't vote, the bill is just going to expire. Right. Okay. Um. I mean. That's certainly good for commerce. Yeah, that's you know, uh, but I am surprised by that. It's right through neighborhoods, and it's going to cause more pollution. The real question is: so, my question is, why was it temporary to begin with? I don't know. You know, why? Why have an expiration date on it? So they could do this in ten years, I guess. So what's your what's your uh, well? It just bugs me that they're just undermining the will of the people. They continuous like every. Why do we even have elections? Let's just let the Republicans do whatever they want. Yeah. Let's just and and here is the fourth thing that's really probably out of all of them is pissing me off. So here in Utah, and I should begin this by saying I don't drink. <laughs> I don't consume alcohol and it's not religious, I just don't. Neither do I. Um same reason, just kind of I'm I just never have no. and I just I don't know, never appealed to me. But anyway, um, Utah, along with three other states, are the only states that have uh, 3-2 beer. So it's only 3.2%. Correct. So 6.4 proof. Is it 3.2 proof or? No, 3.2% alcohol content. Okay. Um, now, the other states, almost all of them, I think there might be one holdout, that have the 3-2 are getting rid of it because it's you have to drink like a whole yeah you well, have to drink like a six pack to they're just it's not necessary people go across the the borders to get different sure. so it's they're so you, getting rid of it so because of this uh anheuser-busch and um budweiser oh wait are they the same company am i yes no i don't know uh, no i, I think they are <laughs> Oh. I don't know. Anyway, the the major <laughs> beer manufacturers, we'll just say, sure. um, they're pr- most likely going to stop making this beer because they don't want to serve it to just Utah. That's a really good idea. Because... It'll cost money. Yeah. Because not only does Utah consume less beer than most other states... So they'd be making a very small amount of right. this, you know. That's that's, I, and I don't know enough about how beer is made, but I would imagine that there's got to be a 
a right. special still, right? To, for, <laughs> just for Utah, that just for Utah, you yeah. know, that has less, or they dilute it afterwards, right? So uh, a bill was brought up um, by uh, Jerry Stevenson, who's a Republican out of Layton, okay, to raise the content to four point eight, which would put us in line with every other state. Um, it's a very, you know. From a from a conservative standpoint, uh-huh. this makes so much sense. Yeah, because if people are really going over the border to Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado, wherever, uh, this makes a ton of sense because we're losing money. Yeah, in the state, right? It's so and it's dumb. So uh, <laughs> because but but the other part is that you get evangelicals. That that claim this is an evangelical thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, get it. that's that's okay. where you're going. So, yeah. so he introduces a bill. He introduces the bill, and um, the Senate Business and Labor Committee voted unanimously to send the bill to the Senate floor for consideration. Okay. Then, guess who decides to put their foot down and make their opinion known? The governor, the church. The church opposes <sighs> SB 132 in its current form. Okay, so let's let's make something clear for people. Uh-huh. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has a very strict uh, no-alcohol doctrine. Mm-hmm. Most um, members who are like, you know, active in the church, practicing. practicing members of the church, don't drink. Right. So the question that this poses is why would the church care? This poses many, many questions, okay? <laughs> the first question is, why would they care? The second question is, why do they have an influence? Which right. is the bigger one. So, they did the same thing with the medical marijuana. Yep. And I can guarantee... And LGBTQ? Yes. And I, I can guarantee you that Prop 2 would have passed, which is medical marijuana. And it did pass. It did pass. 52% it, it or something did, like that. It did pass, but I can guarantee you it would have been even astronomically higher had they not right, said, because the, we are opposed to this. Yes, the church came out. This So, man, yeah, I, we could go into this. Because this, in my opinion, if, if you look up the rules of a 501c3 mm-hmm. tax-exempt status, right. you are not to interfere in public policy and the church has crossed that line over and over again lately. Yes. To the point where over the pulpit they were telling people that Prop 2, should you should vote no. Right. Which is a clear violation in my opinion, you know. Mm-hmm. And it made a lot of uh, people, a lot of members of this church really have a lot of dissonance, you know. Right. Uh, you and I know a lot of members of the church. You and I have been members of the church. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's. I, I have a real problem with this. Yeah, and and what happens is that, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into conspiracies, but there are conspiracies out there. Well, it's not even a conspiracy at this point. It's out in the open. Where, the church is interfering. I know, but I've heard like there's been things. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't even say anything. But like where they'll they'll basically tell legislators we're going to pull. You're recommended. Shut you know, up. No I, way. I have heard. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, that that could be. I, I kind of feel like Alex Jones here. Like, so, you know. So what you're. So once again, to explain to people who aren't familiar with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in order to uh, go inside the temple, you have to have a temple recommend, which is a basically a little card that your uh, bishop of your branch 
gives you that says you are worthy, that you're following all the rules close enough to enter the temple. So what you're saying is that there's so a light conspiracy possible that the church is approaching people, legislators who are members, saying that if you vote a certain way, and we will pull your recommend. Well, there's some grounds for this, too, because um, – oh, crap. I should have looked at this story more. But remember last year, the guy who they excommunicated because he was pro-gay marriage, I think? Or oh, it's a pro lot of people. Women in the, it was something like that. Was it the ordained women one? I can't remember. There was, there was, I'd have to There's look. been, if you look, there have been several people who have been excommunicated from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for their public opinion of church policy. Correct. So there's grounds for them to do something like that. It's true. It's true. Because it, let's say you're, okay. So the people who have been excommunicated, uh, there's a guy, right. named, I think his name's Sam Young. Sure. Uh, I want to say Sam Young. I like this guy. Yeah, so Sam Young is a former bishop in the church, which is someone who presides over a geographical area uh, of the church. He's kind of like a priest. Right. right? Um, he was a former bishop and did not like the questions that were being asked to youth about, oh, maybe that's, about sex. This is probably what I'm thinking of, actually. Yeah. Okay. So he, he started a movement called, uh, it was, I think it was called Protect, the Ch- Protect LDS Children. Yeah, this is what I was thinking of. Yeah, and he, in it, his, he was trying to remove the ability for, um, like, in the, there's a handbook that bishops follow. Right. And he wanted to put it explicitly in the handbook that bishops and stake presidents, who are kind of the bishops' bosses, should never ask youth sexual, sexual questions about their sexual activity right. or uh, masturbation. Right. Makes sense. Right, yeah. You know? And that a, someone who, a, a, a child who is being interviewed by the bishop can have an adult present. Right. Which was never explicitly... Uh, against the handbook. It just wasn't right. in there. So they they did insert that because of him. Looking back on my interview. Oh, I was totally asked. Well, yeah, for sure. I was asked when I was uh, 14. Yeah, or younger. 12 or 14. And I was like, of course I am my, not. <laughs> my, my, my bishop looked me directly in the eye and said, do you know what masturbation is? And I said, yes. He said, have you ever done that? I said, Yes. <laughs> Have you ever done anything? I I remember this explicitly, man. Uh-huh. You know? Have you ever done anything like that lately? It's like Phew. this is this morning lately. Min- like <laughs> no, I don't know what what's the difference. You know, yeah. And uh, and that's definitely not the only time it's come up. And what Sam Young? I had a bishop ask me if I was gay. Really? Yeah. Just straight up, like pretty much. He's like, uh, "Have you been having gay sex with?" <laughs> And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> That's the way you start. <laughs> you don't start soft like, are you attracted to men at all? Yeah. No, have you been having anal sex with men? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just like the weirdest freaking thing. I'm like, what? This is exactly what Sam Young wanted to get rid of. For a number of reasons. For one thing, there might be children out there who have never heard of masturbation, who have never don't know what sex is, and they're being introduced it, to it by a bishop who's asking if you've done it. To see if you're worthy for advancement in the church. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So this guy is my hero. He yeah. was excommunicated last summer. Right. This is, like, this is a bishop. He believes in the church. Yeah, he was bummed out when he got excommunicated. But he is way more invested in the health and well-being 
of children yeah. because he's seen how it's affected children. And this is a guy who was a bishop and later on found out that bishops were asking these questions. He's like, I've never asked those questions. Why are you asking those questions? Yeah. What does that have to do with Jesus Christ? You know what I mean? That has nothing to do with this church. You know, it is, it's called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It should be focused around him, not focused around whether or not you beat off. Right. Anyways, Sam Young was... <laughs> <laughs> the point being here is that someone who is openly opposed, if you speak publicly about negatively about church doctrine, right. the church will pull your card. Right. So there is there is grounds to bring it back to, to a little to the alcohol. There is grounds for something like that to happen. The question is as a someone who's been voted into a legislature, do you have any protections in terms of from the from a church standpoint? Like are you protected more because you're a legislator? Does that make sense? Well, if if it were to get out that that was going on, that would be like if pretty detrimental. Yeah, let's say to the to lots of things. I mean, it, would be, it would be bad. Yeah, like if you if if the church found out that you were voted in and you've been your voting record shows that you're opposed to the church's views. Right. Do you have any protections I don't know within the church? I don't know. You'd have to ask uh I mean, you could certainly make a lawsuit out of it. That, does, that doesn't give you your temple recommend back. Right. Which, you know? is, which is why this is this, this is, is why I have such a problem with this. This is hairy. Because even if the church isn't blackmailing them, which I, I doubt, I don't know. I have no idea. You know, probably not, but maybe. I hope not. Um, but still. And, but it could be one guy. It could be. It doesn't mean it goes all the way up to no, top no, no. to it could be, yeah. Russell M. Nelson. This yeah. could be a stake president. Right, right. You're, you know, saying I'm going to pull your recommend if you vote for that. Right. And um, there's no recourse. There's there's nothing. No. And uh, I mean that you could appeal it. Yeah. But and it goes to a higher yeah. court, so to speak. Yeah. But within the church. But I think as ingrained as you are in the church at that point, can you like the the blowback from oh. from I heard Brother Johnson <laughs> right, uh, is is having uh, disciplinary council meetings and you know all sorts of stuff. Right. So whether or not it's true, if that stake president were to act on that and it get it gets out and then it's a whole big thing. Anyway, the whole this it's super ironic though on so many levels. Let's go back, shall we? Okay. To sixteen oh eight. Ooh. Okay, or whenever Jamestown was settled. Right. Why did the pilgrims come here? To get away from religious pros- uh, prosecution. Pros- persecution. Per- persecution. Sorry. They were sick of being oppressed. Right. They wanted to practice their religion. Right. Reformation had just happened. There was a lot of stuff going on in terms of oppression. They wanted out. They wanted to be able to practice their own church freely. Right. Their own religion freely. And the First Amendment... Right. To our constitution says that as well. Yeah. This, the second irony that hits even closer to home, the church was founded in Palmyra, New York. Right. Later moved to Ohio. Right. Why did they move out of Ohio? Uh, they were tarred and feathered. They were being persecuted, <laughs> tarred and feathered and killed. They moved to uh, Mississippi. By conservative people who wanted to conserve <laughs> their way of life. <laughs> yes. And I might get my timeline screwed up here, so church historians, I'm sorry, but they go to Mississippi, they get kicked out of there. They go to Nauvoo, Illinois. It's a swamp. Nauvoo is a swamp. It is gross. They build a city there. Right. They get driven from there. Right. Persecuted. So they decide, and our 
a first president and prophet Joseph Smith was killed. Yes. Huge deal. Yeah. So they decide to go west. Let's get as far away from this side of the country as we can. There were no states at this point over there. No. It was just a territory. Right. We come to Utah, and I say we because I live here. Right. <laughs> okay. Like, we come to Utah to avoid persecution. Right. To be allowed to practice our religion freely. Right. And then we're, we've totally flipped the script. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's... It's their way or the highway, and uh, it's really bothersome. Yeah. It's very – I I don't know how they keep getting away with it. And uh, I think another part that really bugs me is why enforce your will on people that don't belong to your church? And here's what they always come back to. Which is more than half half the population of Utah is not Mormon. Uh, Yeah. One – why – this is like – this also goes to their honor code at BYU too. Why is it their job to play police? If someone wants to drink, right? let them drink. And what they'll do – and they did this with medical marijuana too. They always – and this is what tugs at people's heartstrings here. This being the state with the biggest families right? is the kids. They'll always come and say, well, what about the kids? What, what about the kids? What do you mean? That's that's their excuse. That was their excuse. Well, if we legalize marijuana, it's a slippery soap, oh, and yeah. then the kids are going to get it. Like the kids already have it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and not only that, marijuana is way better than alcohol. So way that, better you know, and right. cigarettes, right? Yeah, which they're also doing. <sighs> and now they want to. Well, we don't drink, so we don't think you should. And if you're going to have to, then let's make it less. Right. It, it, the kids. The kids are going to get it. The kids. The kids will get. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. It's, the kids are going to do it, or they're not going to do and it. And I used the word irony. It's not irony. It's a double standard. Yeah. It's it's hypocrisy at its finest. Right. You know. And I know we got to take a break, but the last one I would like to say is that Mormons in the early church were polygamous. Yeah. Right. right. And the vast majority of the country said that's immoral. Right. Sexually, that's sexually immoral. Yeah. You can't do that. Right. And they made it illegal. Yeah. Can anybody argue why it's still illegal? Not really. No. No. Who cares? Just, I'm not talking about the little kid. That is that's statutory. That's totally different. Right. Right. That is child sex assault. I'm talking about just straight up polygamy. It's sister wife style. Right. Right. The church then bans it in the church to follow suit. Yeah. Follow suit so we can get statehood at the time. Right. Then the church says, "Hey, it's sexually immoral to have gay sex." So we're going we're gonna to ban that, and since we have so much power here in Utah, right. we're going to make it really hard for gay people to get married, even though <laughs> marriage isn't the sin. It's the, it's, the, <laughs> it's the sex that's immoral, right? Right. But it's the same thing. Right. Yeah. They, it's, it's, There's a lot of dissonance. It's hard, man. Like, yeah. I don't know how people deal with it anymore. But anyway, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we do have some random headlines. Uh, camels, uh, oh, I don't have them pulled up. I don't know. They're going to be great. All right. Um, see you. <laughs> I just like lost my place of what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> see you later, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brian licks a toad.
again tonight with a correction. Last week, I said the Devin Nunes memo is Watergate times a thousand. In fact, it's the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs times a million. I'm joined now by someone whose brain is so big, it's choking off its own blood supply, Donald Trump Jr. Hello, Sean. My father's not a racist. When his limo drives to JFK Airport, it specifically goes through black neighborhoods to avoid traffic. You don't hear about that enough. So tell the folks what happened when God told Devin Nunes to hand you the memo. I thought this totally vindicates everything my father and my entire family has ever done, including when I urinated from a balcony onto a quinceanera. What is the Spanish word for I am sorry? There isn't one. Now tell the people what's in this Devin Nunes memo. It is three pages. The main character is my dad, and the bad guy is the FBI. And the theme of the story, also known as the moral of the story is Devin Nunes will say anything. He's a good guy. Amen. He's like a robot butler. Jam a key into his back and he'll make out with a vacuum for your entertainment. So, Manafort's free, Flynn's innocent, Mueller's on the run, and the dog's got the scent. What's next for Don Jr. Trump? I don't know. Maybe have some lunch? Figure out what the fuck is going on with my stock portfolio? Yeah, mine's like a trampoline full of children from divorced parents. When we return, Sebastian Gorka and I will skip a dreamer across the Rio Grande. I'm not calmed down, but we're back. <laughs> Still pissed. Well, this will calm you down. <laughs> <laughs> is it an article about Xanax? <laughs> Close. So this is out of Arizona. Okay. Um, imagine you're living in Arizona and you, uh, you're minding your own business. It's fucking hot. Yeah, it is. Which is why, yeah. So you're minding your own business. You look in your backyard you don't see anything. You you know go about your business. You look you look again later. You look again later, and laying down in your backyard are two gigantic camels. Two gig two gigantic camels. Yeah, right here. Do we have wild camel? <laughs> no. In the the wild States. camel. <laughs> we have some wild camel toe. Whoa! Zing. <laughs> Two camels in southern Arizona are back home after going for an impromptu trek in the desert. I dare you to say that name of the city. Shart. <laughs> Shart. <laughs> Saharita. Oh, it's Saharita. That's her, Sahara, right? Saharita. Arizona. <laughs> Prima County Sheriff's official said authorities Tuesday found the owners of the runaway. So the runaway camels. Wait. The, who, who, you can own camel? <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something? Camel, camel eyes. Cam- camel, camel are like my favorite animal. I thought orangutans They are. Were. Orangutans are. But I love camels. Camels are pretty cool. I don't yeah. one. Actually, I really want a goat. Ashley wants a goat. Just because they're awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, I think that'd be pretty fun. So, I like, mean, who owned it? It wasn't a zoo. Yeah, well, it, wasn't it, a, it was just a guy. Just a dude who owns camel. Yeah, they were able. Yeah, that's just some guy's property. I, I've seen I've seen camels in uh, like a horse, like you have a ranch. Yeah, I've seen that before here. Or even. You got I'm you got to think where you got cows, you got horses, and you got camel. Yeah, well, I've seen I have seen that before. I, I don't know if it was here, but I have seen it. I've seen wild, uh, well, not wild, but I've seen buffalo. People have buffalo, and I've seen people have llamas. You and, can have a buffalo? Uh huh. 
I don't know if there's permits or something. I mean, we have you can lots have of all buffalo sorts of stuff. Right? Like you can have a, a falcon, but you have to get a permit for it, and it's Man. it's kind of hard to do. But you can have elk. Have you ever seen a, a elk population? No. Or uh, there's one up in uh, one of the canyons here. Someone's just got a, a bunch of land with their elk. And I had a roommate that his dad had buffalo. Over the fence. I don't know. Man, have you ever seen the video guy riding a buffalo? Of course. <laughs> it used to be my ringtone. <laughs> guy on a buffalo. Uh, buffalo are awesome. I would rather have a camel, but I don't know what the point is. Buffalo are terrifying. They'll, they are. They'll gore you. I love how every year there's a, a video or a, a story out of... Um, Yellowstone? No, no. Oh. Well, here, because we have buffalo on... Um, Antelope, Antelope Island, Island. and uh-huh. there's always a story of man was gored when right. he got like dude, trying to take a selfie, dude. We for real, we <laughs> like we know that this happens. It happens every year. Right. Why are you doing this? Try like, to take this a selfie. This buffalo was different. I could tell he, he was giving me good vibes. You know, he's like, hey, come over here, take yeah. a selfie. Got a horn up the sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the next two stories are from Minnesota because I just typed in Minnesota. weird weird Minnesota news. That's good. Which is a new thing I do now. I just pick a random pick state. A, pick a state. Minnesota. Um, this one, Trash Hauler allegedly, I don't know, it's not allegedly, he did it, <laughs> uh, dumps 1.78 tons of garbage in the driveway uh, of someone who had an unpaid bill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well. Yes. I love it. <laughs> well, he got fined. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. I don't understand oh. this though. You're so you're paying for a private company to come collect your I trash. I guess, yeah. the The name of the company is. I almost thought this story was fake for a second because of the name. It's Paul's Industrial Garbage. Great name. Or pig. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it so even, this is... it even says a pig employee is accused of unlawfully dumping waste. Okay, <laughs> so it's kind of like you're you're renovating your house. You drop off a dumpster. Yeah, I guess. You don't pay it, your bill. Except that this was wet garbage. It was wet, like, household <laughs> Dude, what if you went to, like, a car wash and, like, <laughs> wet it, sprayed it down first before he, <laughs> before he dropped it off? That'd be so funny. Oh, so... Um, oh, you know, whatever. He got is, fined, whatever. Yeah, this is in Red Wing, about 60 miles southeast of Minneapolis. They find Paul's industrial garbage pig, $1,800 worth it, yeah, and bill the company $734 for the cleanup of almost two tons of wet uh, waste. So the city went and cleaned it up? I guess. Man, you just tag it onto the, the yeah, non-payer's right. invoice <laughs> when you see him, see it Judge Judy. Several, claims. several neighbors called 911 after they witnessed a pig truck. Up, uh, pick up a roll-off container, which was reportedly overflowing with garbage and trash, and dumped it onto a truck. Nine one, would you call nine one one? I don't think so. I don't know that I would do anything. When I call nine, I'm not nosy though. I call nine one one more than anyone I know. I would just be like, "Oh, that's interesting." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I happen upon car accidents and weird stuff all the time. Uh-huh. I don't know why. Uh, but this one, I might call the police department. Yeah, I uh, I had uh, back when I worked at Smith's, I had Provo Dispatch. Yeah, and I would call them for for most things, most shoplifting, most right. minor. You things don't call nine one one to get rid of bums, that sort of thing. Right. Uh, I I did have to call nine one one a couple times. Uh, most of the time, it was like if if they come back, just call nine one one. They would tell me that sure. on dispatch. So but I, that's a safety concern. Yeah, when people's when there's a safety concern, that's when nine one one's involved. Right. 
You know, like if he was like backing into their house repeatedly while dumping the garbage. <laughs> With a shotgun yeah. while breaking windows and taking stuff out of the house. Yeah. But you just like see a guy dumping I, see, some I don't garbage. know. I, I don't know what I would if someone pulled across the street and did that across the street, I'd just be like mm, I'd go film it. Yeah, I probably would too. Like that's that is awesome. That's interesting. I wonder why they oh. ordered wonder why they ordered all that wet garbage. I have the funniest <laughs> story about moving not moving garbage. Okay, so we lived in a cul-de-sac growing up. Right. I'm sorry to interrupt your random headline. No, no, it's good. It's, that, that was it. But there's one more, but so, that was it. <laughs> lived in a cul-de-sac, and my parents had the house for sale. Oh, okay. Neighbor next door ordered some topsoil, okay? <laughs> and oh, he no. put it basically directly in front of our house. Oh, that was nice. Like, I don't... If I had a diagram, <laughs> basically, seriously, like right in front we'll, of the we'll, house. We'll post a diagram. On yeah. <laughs> and my dad, he's, he, you know, he's a he's a baby boomer, boomer slash Gen Xer. The the, one, the people who can just do anything, right? right? Like he can just get in a tractor and know exactly how to, you know, right? Um, build a house from anyway. It's just my dad. So we left. He left that pile there for like six or seven months. They'll do that. It was crazy. Yeah. And so my dad, there was some construction going on out of the coal sack down the street. Okay. And he went over. He's like, hey, can I borrow your backhoe? He drove the backhoe. They, wait. Yeah. They, they just let him borrow yeah. the backhoe? Yeah. He's like, hey, can I, can I just borrow? I just you know what? Him. I'm going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Hey, can I borrow that steamroller? Maybe I need the, to steamroll. Uh, <laughs> I need to steamroll. I got to bump somebody's car real quick. <laughs> You don't mind? Maybe they left the keys in it. I don't know. Either way, he got his hands on a. <laughs> he backhoe. just told you that he asked. <laughs> yeah, he actually hijacked it. And he moved it. They had a, they had a two car garage and then a single garage, you know, attached. Uh huh. With the third, the third garage being on the end of the house with an angled driveway into it. Okay. So they're you know the third right, one. Right, yeah. Right. He went and dumped it oh. right on their driveway. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then just. Drove the backhoe back down and walked home, and then sprayed off the 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 mud, like the stain on our road in front of our house. Uh huh. It that is oh my gosh! Wait, if you could epitomize my dad. So, was there any? There was no recourse. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. They didn't like <laughs> knock on the door, like, "Hey, uh, did you see someone moving our dirt?" <laughs> I, don't, I don't think like, so. Yeah, I saw some construction guys come. Just, I don't know why they did. They just came they just, home or like they just they said they have an OCD thing with dirt on the yeah. road and I don't <laughs> came know. Came home like the city did it. Holy I don't know. shit! The dirt's on our tra- <laughs> man. I, well, I I don't know what I would have done if I was that homeowner. Like what. The I mean, these are our next door neighbors. Like we knew them, we were friends with them. You know, I was a kid. I was friends with their kids. Oh man! Like and he's just like I've had enough. He just goes and borrows a backhoe, that's <laughs> whatever a, that's loader. Amazing. Yeah, bumps it right on. I think there. the more interesting thing is he just borrowed it from yeah. these construction guys. That yeah, was just went, like, uh, yeah, yeah. I know how to operate that. Don't kill anybody with right. it. Or... Oh my gosh! Yeah, he can. Oh. I've seen him almost roll a bobcat before. Oh, and that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you you can't even really roll them. They're like impossible to roll. You're in a cage. Right. I don't know. But right. anyway, I almost saw him do it. Uh, one more thing here out of Minnesota, out of yeah. Rochester. Roche- Rochester? Ro- Probably Rochester. Rochester. Um, police Ro- say a 22-year-old woman accused of shoplifting arrived in the mall in style. So I don't know if she knew she was going to get caught or or what, but she she came in a limo. She got <laughs> dropped off by a limo, and then the limo guy helped track her down because he didn't know he wasn't in on it. Wait, so she got 
she was going to the mall planning on shoplifting. I guess. Hired a limo. Yes. Limo dropped her off. She goes and shoplifts. Gets caught. And, oh, no, she doesn't get caught. She gets she, back she, in the she limo. Makes it. No, the, the. Oh, she, she just got a ride there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then the limo driver, she stole $300 worth of stuff, which isn't even a felony. Come on. If you're going to do yeah, it, you go freaking, for, you got to go, go big, for grand. Man. Um,. The limo driver stopped and asked officers who they were looking for. Why did he do that? That's kind of sketchy. Who are you looking for? I don't know. The limo driver stopped at the police? Yeah. You fellas need a lift? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's kind of weird. Uh, but, yeah, they caught her, and uh, that was that. So I, I don't Interesting. I don't know, man. She was having a bad day. I, <laughs> I guess. If you got, you know, you're like, man, I don't know. I'm going to do that. What like, I think is funny is that she hired me. a limo. I don't know how much that costs, but it know. probably was a, a lot. A couple hundred bucks maybe? I don't know yeah. how much it is. Do you think it was as much as she stole? Like, was she trying to recoup her, the same after her limo tip? fees? <laughs> like, I don't Dude, I want to hire a limo to take me to work one day. That'd be rad. <laughs> yeah? That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. The day I win the lottery, I'll do that. Yeah. I'll just come in a Ferrari. No. Um, limo take a dump on your boss's car, then limo out of there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So uh, I got a couple more topics for us to talk about. Okay. Uh, I don't know how long we'll talk about this one, but I don't know how this hasn't got any national attention. Uh, my friend in Canada showed me this. It's uh, It's from the BBC. So the BBC reports something. A Canadian picks up on it. Yeah. Or someone who's living in Canada. This might be actually BBC. <laughs> it is BBC.com that you're on right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is U.S. and Canada news. So watch this video here. Okay. Volume up. Americans and Asian Americans have reached the lowest level in the history of our country. And that is the sound of a BBC cameraman getting attacked. Yeah, the camera just fell. By this guy. man shoved and swore at news crews so a crazy man jumped in the press box and started attacking the bbc which of all news sources thank you you all right everything okay please okay thank you thank you earlier in the evening the president had criticized the media What does that mean? I don't know. Whoa. All sorts of fights. They're fighting each other. MAGA hats everywhere. Why are they fighting? What is that? Is that an Antifa flag? Was that an ISIS flag? The United States. Well, I want to know what flag that was. It looked like an Antifa flag. Antifa? Yeah, the anti-fascist. Oh, okay. Hang on, let me Google it real quick. Because they're both black. You're right, the ISIS flag. I thought it looked right. But anyway, I don't know how this hasn't got any attention. And uh, I I just, uh, this attack on the media that he's inciting. So first he, he makes fun of them, riles the crowd up to the point of fighting. And then after there's an attack, he says, you guys okay? Yeah. Good job. Way to go. Uh, this is a problem. Yeah. And 
I don't. Wh- where does this end? This is. Uh, it ends when one of these one of these cameramen, like, if if you were that guy, if you were that cameraman, wouldn't you fight back? Well, of course. Like these guys, these guys are are Christ-like. <laughs> <laughs> they turn the other cheek. Well, man. I mean, they just got a great story, so I don't care, man. Out I, of it, if someone came up to me and just started attacking me, I just I would fight back. I just want to point out that this is his base. This yeah. guy's wearing a, a Trump hat, and he just goes and attacks somebody. He actually looks. He looks Hispanic. He looks Hispanic. So, Maybe I don't know if it says his name. Does it say his name down there? Um, he had to have been arrested, right? Uh, no. So the the reporter's name is what Skeens? Yeah. Okay. Ron Ron Skeens. Um, BBC man, the BBC. Yeah, they're up there with you. Got the Associated Press, BBC, and then NPR are the three most reputable. According, if we go back to our graph that right. we found that we didn't make, yeah. <laughs> right? They're the three most factual and centered. News. News outlets. Right. And you're attacking the BBC? I mean, maybe he didn't it's, know. It's because they're British, man. He's like, we're not 1776, America. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of our country. The freaking red coat. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe he didn't know. Maybe he's not labeled. I don't, I don't know. know. Nevertheless, I just, man. Uh, I don't. This is, this is. So. His base feels like the need to get violent. I. <laughs> You because need to watch. Them. You need to watch the Circle of Evil. There are so I've seen it. It's been a couple freaking years. many parallels between Germany in the 1920s and 1930s, leading up to World War II, and right now. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. This kind of stuff was happening right. at Hitler's rallies. And I know I sound ridiculous. I know people, but oh my gosh, you're comparing. But I'm just, watch it. No, like this kind of stuff was happening. No, you're just you're you're comparing the zeitgeist, right, of I the just, moment. And the the good news here is that, well, I guess we don't really know. At least for now, it doesn't look as though Trump wants to take over the world. No, he doesn't want to create a right. No, no, no. But again, <laughs> but this goes back to our other conversation. It's not Trump. That's evil. It's just what he, the people he surrounds himself, right? And the he the, says things that he doesn't realize ignite ignite this, this base, yeah. And that's what happened in Nazi Germany. Yeah, is is Hitler? I, as far as I can tell, he never killed anybody. No, it was everyone around him that came up with all the ideas. Yeah, that Hitler didn't come up with the Holocaust. Like was was Crystal even in the beginning with Crystal Nacht? That was yeah. Was that even his idea? Uh, Hitler's? Yeah. No, Hitler was mass- massively influenced uh, by uh, I can't remember his name. His 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 initial mentor. Oh, Hess? No, 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 oh, no. Uh, no. I don't know. I'm just saying, because like, Hitler Hitler wasn't even the 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 he didn't come up with the idea of Nazism. No, he just had a. That was just his ideology. Right. He was. It's kind of equivalent to. Not these guys are not the same at all, <laughs> but it's the equivalent of having someone like uh, Rand Paul, right, or even Bernie Sanders, right. All of a sudden, get a base out of nowhere. You know, right. that's what he did. Yeah, and it took over both all the other parties. And but but then he also started killing them. Yeah, having them 
he didn't kill them. He had them killed. Yes. And then surrounded and, himself and, with and people. And that's where, I mean, Hitler did a lot of just, he ordered a lot of bad things. And I don't right. think Trump has done anything close to the atrocities of, of, of Hitler. But I'm just saying that that's how divided this country is right now. Yeah. We are divided in such a, in a similar way to Germany in, in the beginnings of World War II. And it's just unnerving. It's just what 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 needs to change? Like, are, what path are we are we going down right now with this? Yep. Like, does this just go away when Trump's gone, or uh, or what what happens? I don't know. Uh, first of all, two things. Uh, it was Joseph Goebbels, Joseph Goebbels, who ordered Kristallnacht, not Hitler. Right. Okay. If for, if you don't know, Crystal Knight is Crystal Knight is when they went and terrorized Jewish places of business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Through through bricks, through windows, people. Right. Ninety one hundred people, like a hundred people died. Right. 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 Uh, put uh, the the Star of David on all their shops. Right. Wrote Jew on them. Yes. Um, that was Goebbels. Right. His his propaganda minister. His uh his Conway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, or his Bannon would be better. Uh, the second thing is, yeah, Bannon, there's a, that's actually that Bannon and Trump is an excellent comparison to, um, Eckhart. That was Trump's initial mentor. He was the guy. And, uh, the reason I compare Goebbels to Bannon is because Bannon is behind the scenes spinning propaganda. You know what I mean? He had stuff to do with Cambridge Analytica and right. You know what I mean? And all that. Um, anyway, because Eckhart kind of stepped away and was like, Oh, sh- what have <laughs> I done? <laughs> yeah. And Bannon has kind of, he was fired, but you know, he still has far right views. Right. You know, um, but he has stepped away from the Trump and this, that's almost exactly what happened here. The is- second thing is there's a very good chance. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just being realistic here. There's a very good chance that Donald Trump will be the president until 2025. Yes. There's a very good chance he's going to be an incumbent. We'll have a ma- we already have a massive field of Democrats, and it's I think two years away. I think that this massive field is going to be the detriment. Yeah, and it's going to split everything. Again. If if there is a third party, if they if they uh, turn on each other, yeah. If the, if the Democrats turn on each other the way that Hillary supporters turned on Bernie and the like, right, and vice versa. If that happens again, the incumbent's going to win. Yeah. Now, we might have someone like John, uh, John Kasich, maybe even like I would love to make a prediction, like maybe Jeff Flake would right. kind of come back into the into the works here. Maybe even Mitt Romney. I doubt it. But someone who – if there could be someone to split the Republican vote. Yeah. But the question is That's once actually... – The question is once he gets the nomination though, once Trump gets the nod again – are, is everybody going to jump back on to avoid the Democrat? Yeah. I don't know. But there, the, my point is you just asked about how long will this last. There's a good chance through 2025. Right. You know. I know. And But after that, where do we go? How do we pick up the pieces from this? And Well, I already made the prediction that I think that Jared Kushner is going to run for president. Ugh. I don't think he'll win because he's a Jew. I'm dead serious. I don't think he'll get the right. He won't get all of the right. Right. Because he's Jewish and they're racist. (laughs) Right. You know, 
Uh, but I do think he'll run. But he doesn't look Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the name, man. You know, maybe Ivanka will run. I have no idea, but she's Jewish too. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, man. This could persist. I just don't like it. I don't like how no, scary. divided it is and how – They're dickheads. Um, they are dickheads. And like, how non-centric. Like extremes are bad. They're always bad. Yeah. And uh, – Only the Sith deal in absolutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's we have got to find a way to get back to the middle. This standoff between both sides, this this – my way or yep. or no budget, you know. This is ridiculous. There needs to be compromises. Yep. There needs to be both sides need to be heard because because if if the left were to take completely over, it could probably be bad. Oh, if, it's, if yes. the right were to completely take over, yeah. it would be bad. But the reason that we have two parties is they need to get together and do right. what they've always done up until the past ten years. And it started with Newt. Yeah, you're right. It did, and and. And talk and be friendly with each right. other, and and I don't. I, what is it that makes them so divided? What it, is it that's so divisive about what what the Republicans want versus what the Democrats want? It's it's be- votes, man. It's votes. That's that's people get people get reelected because of the things because of their votes. It's just like they need the votes, so they'll say the most crazy things. You know, That's, and, you know, God help them. They think they're doing the right thing by staying in power. Right. Right. If you at least just leave me in power, then I can balance this out. But in but what I have to do to stay in power is I have to say very divisive things. And that's for both sides. Right. You know, that's for both. You're absolutely right. Like Pelosi, uh, McConnell, the president. Those are the three who are in charge right now. Right. You know, I don't know why people keep bringing up Schumer. Schumer's not in charge. He's the minority leader. Right. You know, it's whatever. He's menacing looking. <laughs> yeah. Those are those three, McConnell, Pelosi, and the president are the ones who need to release like a, a like a handbook or some sort of, um, what's the word like a memo? a memo, <laughs> <laughs> something saying enough. You know, we actually get along very well personally. You know, I watched a documentary once about John Boehner mm-hmm. and how he how he tried to do that as the Speaker of the House. I it, I don't hate him. He seems I pretty, did at the time. Yeah, but, but now that he stepped back, he seems he was he was at the White House all the time. Yeah, having coffee with the President. Right, having a beer with him. Right. It was when the Republicans, people like Mitch McConnell, found out. Right. People like Orrin Hatch, who found out about that, that they turned on Boehner. And then Boehner had no choice but to go with them. Otherwise, he would lose the speakership when he would maybe lose his election, you know? Right. In this, he's just like, he couldn't believe it. He's like, you guys are mad at me for going and talking with the president? And that, you know why that is? Because it was Mitch McConnell who said, anything this guy does will oppose. He was the first one to say that, by the way. You know, we have Democrats saying it now about the president, and that's wrong. Right. But McConnell said that about Obama. Well, that's when it all started with Obama, right? And I don't know what it actually started with Clinton. Yeah, we came together. We came together after nine eleven. Yeah, it started with Newt. Republicans hadn't had the House in forty years, right? Forty years. Newt, they win the House. Newt comes in and he releases a memo saying you got to use these awful words to describe Democrats. This is totally real. 
Right. Like no, the, I, I know. You I've know, and the, he was impeached for a blowjob, right. you know, and then then 9-11 happens. We kind of, the whole country kind of comes back together. So this, I, we're, we're kind of, well, who cares? Anyway, this does segue uh, to another topic that we don't have on the agenda, but we have wanted to talk oh, I about. I remember this. Trump says, "Oh, I got it. It's PBS.org. It will be hard to unify country without a major event." Thoughts? <laughs> I don't disagree with him. I, I don't either. But the commander in chief should not should say probably that. not say that. Now, since we're on the topic of Nazi Germany as well, <laughs> I mean, he does go on uh, this, to clarify. This episode is sounding so so conspiracy That's theory, right, you know. But. Um, Germany, um, in order to unite the people, the Nazi party did, in fact, uh, operate several <laughs> false flags, false yes. flag operations. And it was and, a lot easier back and then. And if you don't know what a false well, yeah, it'd be mm, damn near impossible now but yeah. with social media and everything. But false flag is when you, uh, you commit an act against your own country um, – in order for something else to happen, right. like the nut jobs who think nine eleven was a was a false flag because they to, wanted to get us into Iraq, right. and, or Sandy Hook, or Alex yes, Jones right. being sued for that, and he's losing by the way. Well, good. Yeah. Um, now the Germans attacked uh, the uh, the a, the AS. I think the SA. I think this is before the SS. I can't remember. I had to watch it again. But they attacked. Um, a German uh, output or a, 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 a Polish. A, a, are you talking about when they first invaded Poland and blamed yeah. it on Poland? Well, yeah, yeah, but they the the false flag was that Hitler's guys attacked oh. their own installation and made it look like the Poles. And did then it. they took Jews they had killed and put them in the Polish uniforms right. and made it look like. The Polish people had right. carried this attack. Yeah, printed it, pictures in the paper. Right. And yeah. that, that is a false flag. And so that riled up the Germans, the Germans to, yep. to get enough momentum for them to invade right. Poland. Because otherwise, if, if Hitler just got on the mic and said, hey, we're invading Poland today. Right. Uh, he might have had some people with him. Just the same yeah. way that if Trump said we're invading Mexico tomorrow, <laughs> there's some people on his base that would say, hell yeah. Right. Right. Not but the rest of us would be like, let's not do that. No, what did they do? They but, did, yeah. but think back to 9-11, yeah. right? If Bush had said, you know what, uh, we're going to invade Afghanistan, <laughs> which is what we did. <laughs> right. Everyone was like, hell yeah. Right. Let's go blow the crap out of them. But no 9-11? We would have been like, absolutely I'm not, not. I'm not saying 9-11 is a false flag. I'm not no. saying that at all. That's I'm not that conspiracy guy. No. That, but I am saying that... That event rallied the American public right. uh, to where there were not a lot of dissenters to go to war. Right. And, and to it, our credit. It, it even carried over to Iraq, too. Yeah, but to our credit, there were dissenters to Iraq. Oh, yeah. Some, right? Yes. And I think a lot of the American public, I'd have to look, go back and look at polling numbers, but I think most of the well, not most, a good chunk of the American public were also like, wait a second, you still haven't proven that Saddam had anything to do with 9-11. Right. Which he didn't, you know. Right. So then they flipped the script to uh, weapons of mass destruction. That was a Cheney move. Right. Right. We're going to use this big word. Zzz. Right. So, yeah. Oh, man. So as president, you saying that is just a little discouraging. 
Right. And I mean, he, not so, that he would do that. Let's read his but, whole quote. So okay. he says, I would love to be able to bring their, our country into a great form of unity. Without a major event where people pull together, that's hard to do. But I would like to do it without that major event because usually that major event is not a good thing. All right. Fair enough then. I mean, it's not that bad of a comment, but no. I mean, he's, he, he is right, though. He is right, uh, and I am. Um, that's unfortunate. The country was never as united, no, as it was post nine eleven, uh, World Pearl War Two. Yeah, Pearl Harbor, World War Two. These attacks, they they do they they give us a common enemy. And <laughs> if you want to get we, into more conspiracies, <laughs> there is a conspiracy out there that Churchill knew about. Um, Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Harbor. Didn't I didn't say that last any- time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I and said he, did, <laughs> he didn't do anything so because he knew it would get the U.S. I involved. said that Churchill called the emperor and said, hey, hey will you man, go attack hey, them? Hirohito, yeah. I've got this idea for you. Right. Yeah. I. Sorry for all the World War II comparisons. I've just been way into it <laughs> lately. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been watching documentaries and Bound of Brothers what's, and all sorts of stuff. So What's fascinating from a sociological standpoint is that we always have to have an enemy. Yeah. We can never just be. And see, this is something that really, in my learning about World War II, uh, what really bugs me is that the German people as a whole weren't bad people. They, no. But that's how we look at them. We look at all the German army as krauts. You know, they were right. krauts. They were bad guys. And um, that's not, not the case. They were duped. That's That's not, yeah, that's not the case. Right. And the reason you hate them is because they're shooting at you, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and what bugs me the most is it's not like Germany voted to go to war. Hitler said, we're going to war. And he, so well, it, first he said, we were attacked, right. so we're going to right, war. Right, right. Yeah. But it's not – it's just a few men. It's right. a few powerful men that cause all of this. Right, and a very smart man in like Goebbels – who was able to spew this propaganda. Right. This literally fake news. Right. <laughs> it was. <it's, laughs> you know, it, it's, it is scary. It's just, it's just, it's insane. Like if, if we had to have a, a vote to go to war, that'd be, that'd be okay. Right. Which like, which is supposed to, supposed be. to happen, but it never freaking does. Yeah, Congress is supposed to declare war. It was only post nine 11 that they gave the president more authority. And guess who tried to take that back? Or uh, give it back. Obama, yeah, several times tried to say you guys need to take this authority away from the executive. Right, the executive should not have this authority. No, right, even though he used it a lot. Yeah, you know, killed an American citizen uh-huh. without due process. Right, you know, lots of drone strikes, lots of tomahawks. He did it a lot, you know. But the last time we had an actual vote to go to war was Iraq. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. It's just it's crazy. Just a few powerful men, and we hate. We have to have. We have this enemy. We have to. Why? Yeah, that's my point. You know. So post nine eleven, we're at war, and it, it persisted for a bit. But we beat Afghanistan so, or the Taliban, I should say, so quickly. Right. You know, we beat. We took down Saddam very quickly. His statue coming down. You remember all that? Oh yeah, that was quick. But then we then we didn't have an enemy. Right. You know. Why Why must we always have – why can't we just be? I don't know, man. You know? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the, tree and now of, we've got, the tree of empathy. We've got this thing with Russia. <laughs> I mean, not that we're at war with them, but why? It's just It's just a few men. It's, it's right. it, Russia as a whole yeah. isn't 
now we're both making nuclear missiles again. Yeah, it's like right. why? Why are we doing this? It's it's these guys. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Measuring dicks. It's yep. just why do we even? Uh, sometimes anarchy doesn't seem like the. <laughs> The nihilist like just don't care, care about anything. I just, I don't know. It's just these guys in power. Give peace a chance. Guys. All you need is love, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. we all have, we always, I'm, look, I'm not saying that any side or person is exempt from this. Right. But I don't know why. I don't know why. It just, it's, it's like it feels good to have someone you disagree with. Maybe. I don't, it doesn't make any sense. I I do think that there are people who want to go to war. Sure. And, like, well, I mean, you could go all the way up to like, yeah, like defense contractors. Well, or you I think, think that there are people, just who, people are just who are just sick. Who, uh, essentially, not sick, but there are people like they want to join the infantry just to kill someone. Yeah. Well, there are people. Um, there was a documentary I watched that. Um, um, they they couldn't make the cut here in our army in our military for whatever reason um antidepressant you know there's there's a like i said a couple weeks ago (laughs) if you were completely honest (laughs) on your test and probably no one would get in the military right um so they went and they joined i believe the syrian um army the syrian uh defense force oh like the national like assad's army yeah uh or or the or the rebels the ones who were, yeah. were on their side? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so I couldn't make it in the American military. Yeah. We're going to join the same side. Right. But in Syria. Yeah. Okay. And then they went over there and that's what they did. And that's the interesting. O- they, like, why, are they, why, why would you do that? That's obviously wanting to go to war. Right. I, I want the action. I, I want, want that to, rush. I want to shoot somebody, which I'm sure is incredible. I'm sure it is just. The adrenaline, the adrenaline, well, the I don't know if I'm going to live. It's probably. I mean, I I have no idea. You well, know, there's but. two things. I I know people personally, and of course, there's a lot of people who were uh, infantry, army, marines, right. who were kicking indoors, right? And that adrenaline rush is very addicting. Yeah, and you can't find it anywhere no, else. Nowhere else. Like jumping off a cliff, jumping out of a plane. You, you can't find it anywhere right. else. So these are the guys. These are uh, American Sniper. What's his name? I feel really bad that I've forgotten uh, his name. And uh, Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris Kyle. Yeah. This is like it's almost the Chris Kyle syndrome, right? You know, where it's you, you, you can't. You're addicted to it. You've got to be there. Well, it was like that in uh, Hurt Locker too, where yeah. he just uh, that was his thing. And I, I, I would imagine. I, I don't think I would be up for that. <laughs> no, but once you, ex- that's the thing. But like, yeah, let's say you weren't into it. Let's say we were drafted tomorrow, right? And we had to go kick indoors or dismantle IEDs, right? Like that adrenaline rush might really get to us. Yeah, you know, it might get to the point where we're like, dude, I gotta, I gotta get something. I gotta get it. Yeah, you know, and there's nothing else. Except that. Yeah. Now, that's different, though, from the guys who have well, never done it and yeah. want to go do it. Yeah. That's they very different. want to be in command and stuff. Right. I don't know. Anyway, we're getting to a lot of stuff here. But that's probably <laughs> – that's probably – I think I think we talked about uh, about everything on yeah. here today. Um, well, once again, thanks to whoever gave us that review. I don't know how to say your yeah, username. You know what? I just want to leave you with this. 
This storm will kill you. <laughs> it will kill your children. It will kill your pets. And, and everyone uh, wants to mess with it. And yeah, and frankly, and your kids die too. Yeah, yeah. So and everyone just, else should go leave us a review. <laughs> yeah, and share the podcast. And if you don't leave us a review, it. and your kids die. <laughs> <laughs> they got yeah. pretty dark, but yeah. yeah. It's been a dark episode. <laughs> uh, you can find us at the Artake Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter um, for episode 38. Come immediately. I'm Brian. I have Spencer. See you next time.